Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And a very pleasant good morning, everybody. As always, good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind. And last night at Lone Depot Park, game two of this three-game weekday series between the Marlins and the Rockies. Pablo versus Chad Cool. With the recap, as always, here is Glenn Geffner. Well, the Marlins do it again. They beat the Rockies 7-4 tonight here at Lone Depot Parks. They've won the first two games of this three-game series. They have begun this six-game homestand with back-to-back victories. Pablo Lopez took the mound tonight in search of his first win since May 7th in San Diego. He'd been winless in his last seven starts, but he was terrific in this one. Things didn't start particularly well for Pablo. First batter of the game, Jonathan Daza doubled to left. With one out, Pablo tried to pick him off at second base. He threw the ball into center field. The E1 sent Daza to third. So Colorado had a chance to score first in this one. Runner third, one out. And Charlie Blackman was the batter top of the first. 11 homers, 37 batted in from the left side. And it's a fly ball to center field. Could be deep enough to score a run. Sanchez under it, makes the catch. Daza tags, racing toward the plate. And the Rockies are out to a one nothing lead on a Blackman sack fly. Well, Pablo got out of that first inning. He walked C.J. Crone, but then struck out Ryan McMahon. It was a 15-pitch first, and at the end of half an inning, Colorado had a 1-0 lead for Chad Cool. Cool pitched around a couple of walks in the bottom of the first. Jazz Chisholm took a free pass with one out, but he was caught trying to steal second base on a pitch out. And it would stay a 1-0 game until inning number three. In the home half of the third, the Marlins' bats came alive. They didn't have a hit through the first couple of innings. Miguel Rojas... A single to start the third. With one out, he stole second base. That gave the Marlins 15 consecutive games with at least one stolen base. The Marlins, who are the number two base-stealing team in all of baseball this year behind the Texas Rangers, now have the longest run of consecutive games with a stolen base in baseball since 2009 when the Rays had 19 straight games with the steal. Miggy steal his fourth of the season. He was at second base with one out, and it was back to the top of the order for John Birdie. 0-2 0-2 pitch to Birdie is shot into right center field. Hampson's racing back, and he's not going to get it. It bounces on the track and will rattle around against the wall near the Mikasuki sign. Miggy's in to score. John Birdie has a stand-up triple, and it's 1-1 in the third. Birdie's second triple of the season is 14th RBI, second in this series. And the Marlins had even the score, but it would not stay 1-1 for long. With Birdie at third, next man to the plate was Jazz Chisholm. RBI chance here. Ground ball into right. There's an RBI. And the Marlins go up 2-1. to one. Chisholm is single to knock home birdie. Start of a big night for Jazz, who would take second base on a Jorge Soler ground ball. So with two outs, Marlins had a 2-1 lead. Had a man in scoring position for their designated hitter, Garrett Cooper. 1-0 pitch to Coop is in the air. Center field well struck. Hampson's going back on the track. At the wall. Goodbye. Home run. A two-run blast by Garrett Cooper. And the Marlins go up 4-1. 413 feet for Cooper, number five on the season. He had a couple of hits in four ABs tonight and has hit safely in seven consecutive games. 
The Marlins would have two more singles in that inning before finally the ninth man to bat, Jesus Sanchez, struck out ending what was a 40-pitch inning for Chad Cool. For Miami, four runs on six hits and a 4-1 lead over the Rockies through three innings. Pablo took it from there. He allowed a one-out single in the fourth inning to Ryan McMahon, set on the side in order in the fifth. He was challenged with a 4-1 lead in the sixth inning when Brendan Rodgers let off with a triple, but Pablo came back. He struck out Charlie Blackman for the first out, struck out C.J. Crone for the second out, got Ryan McMahon to fly to left, so he was out of the inning, did not surrender or run despite the first man reaching via a triple, and it stayed a 4-1 Marlins lead through six. Into the seventh at 4-1, Pablo allowed a one-out hit to Jose Iglesias, but when he got Garrett Hampson to hit into a fielder's choice, the inning was over, and Pablo had made it through seven terrific innings here tonight for Lopez. Seven innings, four hits, a single unearned run. He walked three, struck out six through 107 pitches, 68 strikes in this ball game. Pablo, who began the night 11th in the National League in ERA, jumps to sixth in the league, lowering his season mark to 2.61 as he again allowed just a single unearned run over seven innings tonight. In the bottom of the seventh, the Marlins would break this thing wide open. Chad Cool was out of the game after five, four runs, six hits, two walks, three Ks, allowed the Cooper homer, 92 pitches, 57 strikes. Austin Gomber, a 1-2-3 sixth inning. Then he got the first two outs in the seventh, but then things got away from him. With two outs, John Birdie drew a walk, and that brought Jazz Chisholm up. The 0-1 pitch. Jazz gets into one. Way back. Right center toward the bullpen. And up onto the home run porch. A two-run homer. Some icing on the cake for the Marlins. Chisholm number 14. And it's 6-1. Number 14 traveled 414. 414 feet up onto the home run porch in right center field. Jazz tonight two for three. A single, a homer. He drew a walk. Drove in three. Scored a couple of runs. It was 6-1, and then just like last night, the Marlins able to go back-to-back in this one tonight with Jorge Soler following Jazz. There's a ball scalded to center. Way back, Hampson at the wall. Soler has done it back-to-back with Jazz, and it's 7-1. 13th on the season for Soler. RBI number 31, and it was a 7-1 lead. In the top of the eighth, Stephen Oker pitched around a leadoff single, retired the next three in a row. Marlins took their six-run cushion into the ninth inning and asked Lewis Head to get the final three outs. He did. There was a bumper two on the road along the way. He got Ryan McMahon leading the inning off on a fly ball to the warning track and right, but then he hit Randall Gritchick with a pitch, hit him in the back of the hand. He walked pinch hitter Sam Bouchard, two on with one out. Elias Diaz, the number eight batter, the catcher for the Rockies then came to the plate and hit a three-run home run to left. That made it a 7-4 game with one out in the ninth inning. But Garrett Hampson popped to first for the second out. And when Head struck out Jonathan Daza, this one belonged to the Marlins. Marlins win it 7-4 over the Rockies from Miami. Seven runs, 11 hits, one error, five men left. Marlins went 3-4 for tonight with men in scoring position. Colorado with four runs on six hits, no errors. Rocky Strand, six. They went one for seven with runners in scoring position. Pablo Lopez, the winning pitcher, five and three. Lowers his area to 2.61. Seven innings, four hits, one unearned run. Walked three, struck out six through a wild pitch. 107 pitches, second most in his career. 
68 strikes. He beats Chad Cool, who falls to four and five. This one took three hours, eight minutes to complete. With the victory, the Marlins improved to 31 and 36. They are now 17 and 14 here at Lone Depot Park. They've won back-to-back games to start this six-game homestand. As for the Rockies, they swept three straight from the Padres at home over the weekend, but they start their two-city six-game trip with consecutive losses here in Miami. They fall to 30 and 39 on the season. They remain in last place in the National League West. And while the Rockies are a 500 team at home, 19 and 19, they are now nine under on the road, 11 up and 20 down with this loss here tonight. Marlins are going to go for a three-game series sweep at 12-10 tomorrow. Braxton Garrett, 1-2, and two, a 4.85 ERA, will make the start for the Marlins, his fourth since coming up from AAA Jacksonville. And for Colorado, the veteran left-hander Kyle Freeland, 3-5 and five so far this season, a 4.46 ERA, so a matchup of left-handers on the mound. Braxton Garrett and Kyle Freeland, 12-10, an early start tomorrow as the Marlins and Rockies close out this series. The Rockies head to Minnesota after the ball game. They'll play three against the Twins on the weekend. Marlins stay home. They've got the New York Mets coming in for games Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Don't forget Sandy Alcantara pitches against the Mets here at 640 Friday night. We'll see out at the ballpark for the matinee tomorrow, maybe for the Sandy start on Friday or one of the games against the Mets on the weekend, Saturday or Sunday. Tickets available at Marlins.com. A real nice convincing win for the Marlins. They claim a series victory. They have an opportunity to sweep the Rocks at 1210 to wrap up their season series with Colorado this afternoon. Before we hear from Don Mattingly, let's step aside for a quick commercial break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back with you on Marlins Rewind. Let's hear from Don Mattingly after his ball club's 7-4 win over the Rockies last night. It was. It was good. Start with that. Pablo was nice. Yeah. Oh, uh, Yeah. And kind of what Mel had talked about, thought his pin was really good. It seemed a little rough early. I hate saying that because Pablo, uh, whatever. But it seemed like we got a couple of runs there. As the game got into the game, it got smoother and it got better. Uh, as the game went so uh, it was good to see him get through seven like that it kind of helped us out a little bit with our back end guys and didn't have to use you know everybody uh, just with Coop obviously we've talked about him kind of big he's had a great month just what the designated hitter has meant for him the team as well but just yeah I mean obviously when you don't have to get on the field every day I think it helps guys um, you know it just keeps you fresh Fresher than most, you know, and you'd like to be able to use that spot, honestly, to get solely off his feet, to get Avi off his feet. But we've kind of, with our first base situation, it's like one of those guys, you know, kind of get off their feet and the other ones have to play for the most part, which is a little tough, but it's obviously it's situation as the DH. It, it just helps you. Mm-hmm. I think we mentioned, I guess, last homestand, but I guess Coop's the same way almost as, like, Aggie. They're, they're hitters first and not... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think both of those guys, you see them when they use the whole field, they're capable of taking their hits when they 
when uh, when that's what the the situation calls for as far as the way the guys pitching them or whatever. And I look at both of them kind of in the same way that they're they're kind of hit first. Power comes with it. Johnny, uh, Josh just said, you know, you could tell he needed a day, and and it was important for him to to kind of just get that day yesterday to to hit the reset button a little bit. Uh, you know, just what did you see from him tonight, and maybe just the benefit of of, of getting to take that mental break yesterday? Yeah, I man. I think we see it with everybody. You know, you see guys that those at bats keep coming, even saying she having the. The, the illness, you know, just a reset of watching games without having to play them. Um, you know, those games just keep coming and the pitchers keep coming. So I think those days that you don't have to go out there uh, is helpful at times, right? You'd like your guys to be able to play, think about wanting to play every day. Um, but there are days you can see where it, it's like they need that day. So it's, it's for all of them. Mental, physical, 50-50 there on that when you get a day? Because obviously you've mentioned the past, just jazz. I think it's a little of both. I think mostly if, you, if you've been struggling, it's more mental, I think, as much as anything. Baseball is not really that physical, right, other than you, it's every day, right? And that's the tough part, and that's the mental side of it. Getting yourself ready to play every day is the biggest challenge. Physically, it wears on you because it's daily, Right, depends on what you've been doing, but for the most part, when you're struggling, it's mental because you start thinking about what's going on with my swing, what's going on with this or that, uh, and you start you get into that mode instead of just being able to relax, come to the ballpark, play. The offense the last couple of days probably a lot closer to what you guys expected to see in spring training within reason, but 67 games in, like you're right there near 531 and 36. How, how do you feel about the ball club right now? Because yeah, you've mentioned time and time again, you don't feel bad after some of the losses. You guys are playing well at times. Yeah, I think, you know, we still know there's there's plenty of season left, but you do know that you have to get on some type of rhythm where you're playing better and putting, and not only playing better, but putting wins on the board. Uh, I think slowly, you know, we got a lot of guys on the IL, and, and we still got a good club, right? So hopefully we can get this thing just keep keep going and start putting two out of three together on a regular basis um as we get guys back we know we're able to give guys a little breathers a little easier and hopefully our depth down the stretch is something that we is going to be a benefit to us where we've played a lot of guys and a lot of guys are going to be involved so you know we'll see what happens but you know you do like your club from the standpoint you feel like you're capable of scoring runs uh, we, we feel like we're capable of pitching. I mean, obviously the two-headed monster right now with Pablo and 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 Sandy, but the rest of the guys, you know, got to get them rolling too and and get guys back in the bullpen, things like that. With just a little over the third of the way in, when, when you're a team like this and you're kind of hovering right there near 500, it's not your end goal to get back to 500, but is that step one to then you try to take off from there? Well, you can't go anywhere unless you get to it, right? You're not going to get in you're not going to have any chance of getting in the playoffs if you're not playing 500 baseball. <clears throat> so you got to get there first, uh, you know. And then, but again, your your goal is kind of to win every day, really. Uh, and and where that takes you, right? And you, then you stay on that grind. Uh, but you do have to get to 500. I mean, that's that's a place you got to get to to be able to get where you need to go. Johnny, I know it's always nice to see those home runs in the seventh, but that third inning in particular, you know, not just to get that run support for Pablo, kind of get him going again, but, you know, just really good at bats. Miggy steals the base as well. Birdie, 
where the speed gets RBI triple. What, what did you like about that third inning and kind of the way uh, you were able to put pressure on Cool as well? Yeah, I think, like you said, Miggy gets on. He's able to get a bag. You know, Burt gets a big hit. Really, it drives in that run. And Jazz, you know, it turns from, like, you don't know if it's a double or a triple. You don't know where the ball's going to carry tonight. It's weird. With the, the roof open, it's different because you don't quite know what it's going to do. But we don't play with it open enough to know. Uh, and Burt's ball carried look like into that gap. He gets the triple. Um, you know, and Jazz gets the hit. And, and then Coop, right? So it's like we, I think we had a two-run homer in there too, um, which it kind of keeps the thing moving, right? And it just keeps getting extended, and that's what you like seeing. We, we've talked about Abby Sales the last couple of days about his offensive moment with last night's game and, and today, but also that play in right field, and I think his defense has been very valuable for, for you guys so far. Yeah, he, he, he's been really good out there and right. And actually, in our meetings today, there are kind of evaluation meetings every like ten days to two weeks. It's showing that he's one of the he's been one of the best defensive right fielders of baseball, and you see it, right? He, he gets good reads, he gets good jumps, he's comfortable out there. He know, he's a bit he knows how to play, you know, and, that, and that's what you see as much as anything. He knows situationally how to play, and uh, and again, I think he's going to get more and more comfortable at the plate, and it's going to be big for us down the stretch. I uh, just want to ask you about John Birdie, the impact he's made, you know, getting that rally started in the third. And not only today, but, you know, these past couple of weeks and this month of June as a whole. How impactful has John Birdie been for you, know, you guys? Yeah, you'd hate to think where you're at right now if Bert wasn't able to play. You know, with Andy being out and, and Joey being out, you know, him and Miggy just kind of, and really Jazz, it's just like those three have been out there that whole last trip. It was like we push and we push and we push those guys. And so I think Bert's part of that, you know, he shows how good he is. You know, we playing off the bench early in the year, uh, but but big value in what he can do and his speed and how he changes the game. But those three guys in, in particular, uh, you know, we've tried to give the other guys days, but those three, it's hard to give them days, right? And uh, so those three have been really, really valuable. Just to get them off their feet. Yeah, I'm trying to. You know, Soli's still battling, you know, the back, and I know he's not 100%. So anytime I get a chance to get him out of there, I'm going to try to. Uh, the 12 o'clock game today, uh, you know, I don't know who's going to be able to play tomorrow, but try to get, you know, I, I just know the value when you play a lot. Um, just that one inning is like a breather for you. You know, not going out there when the game's 7 1, it you know, obviously gets closer, but uh, it didn't really hurt. You know, I mean, like, you don't like doing that if you take away from your defense. And I think, you know, obviously Dale is a good defender and we trust Williams and left. So we felt, still felt like we put good defense on the field. And if we can't hold a six-run lead at that point, we're not, we're not going anywhere anyway. That was Donnie after the Marlins' 7-4 victory. They're now 31-36. The Rockies fall back to 30-39. Game three this afternoon, a 12-10 matinee. Garrett versus Freeland will be on the air at 11-40 with Marlins on deck. And as always, we hope you'll find some time to join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.